0: We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray on this beautiful day. Lord, we dedicate this time to you. We pray now in the name of Yeshua that you will show, even through the platforms of Republicans and Democrats, that... The heart of Messiah is to be found. Lord, I pray for all of us listening that we will find your heart in these words. So we bless you, we thank you, and ask for your anointing upon this program. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So once again, I appreciate you listening to Heart of Messiah. And uh, I am back even though uh, I've gotten some um, listeners who have disagreed. And last week we spent uh, our time talking about some of those disagreements. So you can agree or disagree, but I'd love to hear from you. So either way, you can call Karen at 813-831-5673 or email me at rabbi at rabbiathartofmessiah.org. And uh, certainly you can use those also for donations, which help us stay on the air. So please um, feel free to do that as well. Let's get right into it. I promised you one more week (laughs) of platforms from the Democratic and Republican Party. I know this is going to be tough, but before I go there, I just want to quote, the two quotes that I ended last week with because they are so dynamic. The first one, I know you're not going to believe it, but it was president Barack Obama two years before he became president. He gave this quote in a message he gave at a renewal conference on building a covenant for a new America. And this is what he said. Secularists are wrong when they ask believers to leave their religion at the door before entering into the public square. Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, William Jennings Bryan, Dorothy May, Martin Luther King, indeed the majority of great reformers in American history, were not only motivated by faith, but repeatedly used religious language to argue for their cause. So to say that men and women should not inject their personal morality into public policy debates is a practical absurdity. Our law is by definition a codification of morality, much of it grounded in Judeo-Christian tradition. And all I can say after reading that is, I wish that man would have been president for the past eight years. I said that last week. I'll say it again, because that was the man who could have brought us hope and change and unity. Oh, well. So the second quote is a quote by President, the late President Ronald Reagan. And he said this also before he became president. And I want you to listen to these words because this is a call to activate your faith. Not just have faith, but to do something, to have works, to have action. And so listen to what he says. This is really chilling, I think. Freedom is a fragile thing and is never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation. For it comes only once to a people. Those who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. And so the addendum I put to that is just let's not lose our freedom, please. And for that we pray to God and we put faith feet to prayer and we try and vote with discernment with God at in our heart leading us and guiding us so two weeks ago I read the platforms of the Democrats and Republicans in reference to the search I made on God and faith and if you didn't hear that program it's worth looking uh, at the archives and and listening to it, it's easy to do. Just go to our website, heartofmessiah.org, and look at the bottom right where it says Recent Shows, and click on it. Okay? Today, let's continue to look at these platforms. I'm taking subjects that I believe are on the heart of Messiah. These are biblical values. Some of you I know don't like when I talk about these things because you think it's political. But... So next week, I'll return to more biblically-based teachings. But I'm telling you, this is also biblical because we're dealing with biblical subjects. First, I'd like to read to you the Democrats' platform and what they say about Israel. I will read everything in context connected with when I find the word Israel. Um, So in the first quote, because I give you this context, it's mostly about Iran. And it says the following, Democrats will also address the detrimental role Iran plays in the region and will robustly enforce and, if necessary, strengthen non-nuclear sanctions. Iran is the leading state sponsor of terrorism. It violates the human rights of its population, denies the Holocaust, vows to eliminate Israel— and has its fingerprints on almost every conflict in the Middle East. Democrats will push back against Iran's destabilization activities, including its support for terrorist groups like Hamas and Hezbollah, counter uh, Iran's ballistic missile program, bolster the capabilities of our Gulf partners, and ensure that Israel always has the ability to defend itself. Finally, Democrats recognize that the Iranian people seek a brighter future for their country and greater engagement with the international community. We will embrace opportunities for cultural, academic, and other exchanges with the Iranian people. Now, I understand. But if you, well there's so much I want to say about that. Oh, my goodness. Um— they said that the Iranians vowed to eliminate Israel and they have their fingerprints on almost every conflict in the Middle East. Is this somebody that you would like to embrace opportunities for cultural and academic exchanges with the people of the country? I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand there are lots of good people in Iran, but They're represented by the government, and the government not only wants to kill Israel, but they want to kill, in in a sense, the United States as well. And, And we are embracing them. I don't get it. Sorry. Okay, let me continue and read on. A strong and secure Israel is vital to the United States because we share overarching strategic interests and the common values of democracy, equality, tolerance, and pluralism. That is why we will always support Israel's right to defend itself, including by retaining its qualitative military edge and oppose any effort to delegitimize Israel, including at the United Nations or through the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Movement. I think that is a very positive statement by the Democratic platform. Let me continue reading. We will continue to work toward a two-state solution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict negotiated directly by the parties that guarantees Israel's future as a secure and democratic Jewish state with recognized borders and provides the Palestinians with independent sovereignty, and dignity. While Jerusalem is a matter for final status negotiations, it should remain the capital of Israel as undivided city accessible to people of all faiths. Israelis deserve security, recognition, and a normal life free from terror and incitement. Palestinians should be free to govern themselves in their own viable state in peace and dignity. Okay, so uh, for the most part, I think this is fine. But I do have a problem with this statement that I just read. While Jerusalem is a matter for final status negotiation— so that means that they really don't support the fact that it is the capital of, the, of, of Israel, or they don't support it long term because it, it's on the table to be negotiated differently. I have a real problem with that. I hope you do too. Now the Republican platform on Israel. We condemn the campus-based BDS boycott, divestment, and sanctions campaign against Israel. It is anti-Semitism and should be denounced by advocates of academic freedom. Do you hear the wording of that, how hard it is compared to the Democrats? Democrats say oppose, Republicans say condemn. And they calling it what it is, anti-Semitism. And it's having to do really with their Stuff on education, it really has nothing to do. It just came up when they started talking about college campuses. Okay, let's continue. The Middle East is more dangerous now than at any time since World War, uh, Second World War. Whatever their disagreements, presidents of both parties had always prioritized America's national interests, the trust of friendly governments, and the security of Israel. That sound consensus was replaced with impotent grandstanding on the part of the current president and his secretaries of state. The results have been ruinous for all parties except for Islamic terrorists and their Iranian and other sponsors. We consider the administration's deal with Iran to lift ...international sanctions and make hundreds of billions of dollars available to the mullahs... ...a personal agreement between the president and his negotiating partners and non-binding on the next president. Without a two-thirds endorsement by the Senate, it does not have treaty status. Because of it, the defiant and emboldened regime in Tehran continues to sponsor terrorism across the region develop a nuclear weapon, test-fire ballistic missiles inscribed with death to Israel, and abuse the basic human rights of its citizens. A Republican president will not be bound by it. We must retain all options in dealing with a situation that gravely threatens our security, our interests, and the survival of our friends. Well... This is not even the part about Israel, <laughs> but it, said, it had Israel in it, so I put it in there. I, I hope you're getting the in, intense feeling by the Republican platform in this issue. So now the next thing that they wrote was our unequivocal support for Israel, and under that they wrote the following. Like the United States of America, the modern state of Israel is a country born from the aspiration for freedom and stands out among nations as a beacon of democracy and humanity. Beyond our mutual strategic interests, Israel is likewise an exceptional country that shares our most essential values. It is the only country in the Middle East where freedom of speech and freedom of religion are found. Do you see the specifics that Republicans are putting into this, as opposed to general statements? Okay. Therefore, support of Israel is an expression of Americanism, and it is the responsibility of our government to advance policies that reflect Americans' strong desire for a relationship with no daylight between America and Israel. We recognize Jerusalem as the eternal and indivisible capital of the Jewish state and call for the American embassy to be moved there in fulfillment of U.S. law. Boy, is that strong. That is amazingly strong. We affirm America's commitment to Israel's security and will ensure that Israel maintains a qualitative military edge over any and all adversities. That was the same phrase used, by the way, by the Democratic platform. So let's give credit where credit is due, right? Continuing, we support Israel's right and obligation to defend itself Against terror attacks upon its people and against alternative forms of warfare being waged upon it legally, economically, culturally, and otherwise, we reject the false notion that Israel is an occupier, and specifically recognize that the boycott divestment and sanctions movement bDS is anti-Semitic in nature and destroys and seeks to destroy Israel. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Therefore, we call for effective legislation to thwart actions that intend, intended to limit commercial relations with Israel, or persons or enmities doing business in Israel, or in, in, Israel, in the Israeli-controlled territories in a discriminatory manner. The United States seeks to assist in the establishment of comprehensive and lasting peace in the Middle East to be negotiated among those living in the region— We oppose any measures intended to impose an agreement or to dictate borders or other terms. And we call for the immediate termination of all U.S. funding of any entity that attempts to do so. Our party is proud to stand with Israel now and always. Wow. This is why I'm reading the platform. Look, people don't read the platform. There is a long platform of which I'm only reading a portion of it, but I'm reading the part on Israel in both sections. I have commented very little except for some wows. Okay, let me finish with one more statement on Israel. Our continued participation in the United Nations should be contingent upon the enactment of long overdue changes in the way that institution functions. American taxpayers, the chief funders of the U.N., deserve full transparency in the financial operations of its overpaid bureaucrats. We should no longer tolerate its managerial scandals, its human rights council composed of some of the world's worst tyrants, and its treatment of Israel as a pariah state. Wow, this is strong, this is strong well, i'm going to start a little bit on the reading on on some other subjects in these two platforms, and I told you that next week I'm going to go back to some Bible based teaching, what you're used to from me. But I'm going to also tell you, come the middle to end of September, I'm going to come back to the platform because I have not even scratched the surface of what has been written. And I just want to start out with a few teasers. So the first one is under the Democratic platform, which says appointing judges. And it says this. We will appoint judges who defend the constitutional principles of liberty and equality for all and will protect a woman's right to safe and legal abortion. Let me stop there. I I can't even go further. They are going to appoint judges who are pro-abortion. That's what it says in their platform. I mean, I, it just, it's such a, I, I mean, I'm speechless. It's so surprising to me. It's so surprising to me. Okay, let me go to another section. This is called Securing Reproductive Health Rights and Justice. Democrats are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health, rights, and justice. We believe unequivocally. Like the majority of Americans, that every woman should have access to quality reproductive health care services, including safe and legal abortion, regardless of where she lives, how much money she makes, or how she is insured. Again, let me stop here for a second. Abortion is not an issue of money or insurance, it is an issue of a biblical value. God says choose life and abortion chooses death. And to make this a a a issue of whether or not women can afford health care is, I feel, speaking down to the American people. Obviously, if you ask American people if the majority want women who are having abortions to have it safe and legal, I would say yes to that, too. But on the other hand, if you're asking me if they should have abortions at all, I would say absolutely no. So it just matters how you ask the question. Let's not make this a political football. Let's make this about abortion. Is abortion right or is it wrong? I don't have time today to read to you, and that's what I'll do in three or four weeks again, and I'll start this subject over again. Let me just mention one other thing, and then I'll close. The Republican platform on LGBT, which is the lesbian and and so on, transgender, Is nothing. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, but there is not one reference to the platform in the platform on LGBT. Did a search, couldn't find it anywhere. And I think the reason why is that they believe that everybody who is alive has God given rights to have equality, and they don't need to single out one group over another. I think that's part of it, but I can't speak honestly for them, so I'm not sure that's true. But I will say this, that this is part of what the—well, demo- I don't have time. I'm sorry. You you know, just come back because we've—look, we know that Scripture says the truth sets us free, and the truth is God's Word— and we find God's word in the Bible. And we have to understand that our heart for our country and, and our, uh, our ability to vote should come from what Scripture says. So I just put that out to you. It's so important to vote. If you haven't registered, please register today. If you need a form to register, call our office. We'll send you out a form. We have them. Okay? I pray that even if you disagree with me, you'll allow me to challenge you each week as we seek to walk with the heart of Messiah. If you'd like to uh, financially support us again, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Your support is a blessing. May the power of God's Word and His Spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father. God of Israel. Oh, my God. Israel.